You ready to go? Sure. All right. Get ready for that opening intro video. Oh no, if I can dance. <laughs> <laughs> I can't dance. No, <laughs> I won't. It <laughs> just oh, feels weird. <laughs> it does feel weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just something I created and I don't know. Yeah. In fact, actually, I, I don't think I was the first one. It was somebody else was dancing when I played the music and I was like, oh, I kind of like that. But so it's their know. fault. I should blame them. It's their, definitely blame them. It's okay. definitely not my fault at all. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, welcome to The Lounge. I'm Matt with Waltner Woodworking and your host of the Maker Lounge podcast, where we have a rotating group of makers hanging out and talking shop with each other. She's a former rocket engineer turned artist and maker. She's a published illustrator, muralist, and makerspace steward. If, she's, if you've seen her swing a hammer, you know that she's not messing around. At first, I thought I read on her website that some of her inspiration comes from Greek culture, but I was wrong. It said geek culture, and that is when I knew that I had to have her on the podcast. <laughs> Lindsay Murphy with Lindsay Creative is with us in the lounge today. Lindsay, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, so did I get get all that right? Yeah, that was great. Uh, yeah, I'm not as up to date on my Greek culture at all. No. Like, I could maybe name like, like two gods or goddesses, and that's about it, so... I think you probably beat me on that. Yeah. If we're talking Greek culture tonight, it would be a very short podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but geek culture, we might have to cut this thing off. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I, I'm the total nerd. My wife is the outgoing person and I'm the, per the you know, I, I could just go to a party. In fact, I was just at a holiday party for her family and I was like, I'm perfectly fine being a wallflower. Like, I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah. Actually, just like, I'll be in the corner hanging out with the ant, like the pets. If there's any animals, like a dog or a cat, I'll be, oh, you're my friend. And I'll just hang out with yeah. you all evening. We're good. Right, right. And... Like, where'd Lindsay go? I think she's in the crate with the uh, dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're an animal lover? Mm -hmm. I do. Yeah I, yeah, I I like animals. And I only have two cats, but... If it was up to me, I'd, I'd have all the animals. Unfortunately, I have to take care of all of them, and that right. would be too much for me. So yeah. I'd rather be so like have... a, a, a pet aunt or uncle, like or, or not uncle, <laughs> sorry, a pet aunt. I don't yeah. know why. You <laughs> could be either. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so you've, tell me about your family. And so you've got two cats. Mm -hmm. You've got... I've two got kids. two kids and, okay. uh, and, a, and a husband somewhere. And um, <laughs> I live in Houston, just like down the road from you, I guess. So Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. We have this Houston group. And mm -hmm. um, I talked about it in, in one of the other podcasts. And uh, one of our Patreon members is like, hey, what's the uh, what's this Houston group you're talking about? <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I got to get him in, into the into that group uh but yeah it's amazing we've got this houston group and mm -hmm. i've only met probably 10 or 12 of the gosh how many people are in that thing uh lost count 40 50 yeah 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 but yeah and i haven't met you i don't think have, mm -hmm. have we met in person no i i i mean the last 
get together we had was like at well at least the one i went to was helmwood lumber supply up oh, in yeah, um, yeah. tomball area and gotcha. uh that was a while ago i think it was gotcha. almost a year ago before we get to the episode today i want to thank our sponsor surf prep sanding whether you're looking for the highest quality of sanders dust extractors or abrasives surf prep has what you need to take your project to the next level I've been using Surf Prep for a couple of years now and know firsthand the quality of their products. The amazing family who stands behind their brand is by far the best in the industry. Use code MAKERLOUNGE, all one word, for 10% off your order at surfprepsanding.com. So yeah, huge thanks to Surf Prep for sponsoring uh, today's episode with Lindsay Creative. Uh, so Lindsay, on your background, um, you haven't always been doing this creative stuff you have an an interesting uh previous job yeah you want to talk about that sure um yeah i used to work for the space shuttle program for till 2011 uh till the you know obviously it ended and we weren't flying anymore and um it was such a it was a fun job uh i i worked on the space shuttle tile for re-entry so like the heat shield um on the you know when it came back for re-entry that was like my primary job was to figure out if they could come back safely or not so um that was all put into you know we used to not have that um until after the last accident the the, uh, columbia accident so um, were you doing um like hands-on stuff or more from just like a design and inspection type stuff we were doing testing uh so we were shooting foam and ice out of these big potato guns at tile and then depending on the damage we got we would uh make a mathematical model and then i was i would run statistics and and like all these equations to figure out like what kind of damage we could get, um, how much damage we could come back with, with it be, you know, still like not get, well, first, like not have catastrophic damage or yeah. get any structural damage and things like that. So that's kind of, is it the like gist. the crash test dummy thing where you're just like <laughs> doing tests and tests over and over? Yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> uh, we analyzed hun- hundreds and hundreds of tests. So yeah, it was a lot. So were you able to push the button to cause this catastrophic damage or did they not let you push the button? Oh, what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> we don't want the we don't want the catastrophic damage. No. Well, but, you're testing, right? Well, so. oh, oh, that. No, no. I yeah, never yeah. got to do that part. I never got to do that part. I was more of the like the nerd in the back crunching that doesn't the numbers. Seem fair. So, <laughs> but I did get to eventually get to uh be in mission control. And when, you know, everyone says, you know, go for launch, go for launch and all the different ones. I got to say go for launch a couple of times. Oh, and that was sweet. pretty cool. Yeah. That's fun. And you probably couldn't take any video of it, right? Because no. you're not allowed to we take were, any anything out. Yeah. We were never allowed to have like cameras. And, yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I got to do um, that too. I yeah. don't have proof of it. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like. That sounds like fun. Yeah. So, um, so in 2011, uh, they shut down the program. It used to say like in Houston, 
um, you either work for NASA or you're in oil and gas. Totally. And now it's just more like, okay, you're in oil and gas or you're a teacher or, <laughs> you know, I think this, you know, the whole NASA thing just, mm-hmm. that sucks. Yeah. So had you planned on doing that? You're like for your career and. I, I really had no idea what I wanted to do. And so I feel yeah. like I would just go from like one thing to another and I'm like, you know what? That sounds pretty cool. I'll, I'll do that. And yeah. Um, when I got a job with them, there really wasn't anything else available at the time. Uh, yeah. It was kind of like a slow job market and NASA was the only thing hiring at the time. So I worked with them. Yeah. Coming out of 2008 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all of that. Right. Yeah. So uh, actually, when did you start there? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Like a little bit before 2008, but yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So yeah, but it everything was good. Was... Um, and uh, just, uh, yeah, after, after that ended, then I just kind of had my second kid and then I was looking out like, okay, what do I want to do with my life? And yeah. uh, stumbled upon blacksmithing and stuff like that. So it was such yes. a different, different yeah, role. So- so one doesn't typically just stumble across blacksmithing so tell me how that how that happened i was just taking a walk in the woods and then there were a bunch of blacksmiths there (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there's there's this park welcome to texas people i know that's what happens (laughs) that's right uh houston area blacksmith group um they were having a little maker meetup and they meet like once a month and this is just for the Houston people, just so you know, like 20 bucks for a whole year. That's your oh, wow. membership for the whole family. And that's just, awesome. If you ever want to do it, it's awesome. So, um, yeah, I'd love to give it a try sometime. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's why I wanted to have you on because there's, I have so many questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I work with wood yes. and wood movement and all of that kind of you know, stuff mm-hmm. with metal, you don't have metal movement or do you? <laughs> you do. It's just different. <laughs> right. I mean, you're, you're moving the metal by blacksmithing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But once you create that form, you don't have to deal with any of that, those types of issues. No. Yeah. 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 It's just a totally different thing. But I mean, the people in that group were great. They mentored me. They taught me so much. And um yeah it was great and as yeah. soon as i saw what they were doing i got really excited and i knew just like that's what i wanted to do which is yeah. not something i had with a lot of things so it was pretty right cool. so was it the first time like you were like you went in and you're like this is i'm i'm hooked or was it after a couple times um well just watching them uh mm-hmm. and seeing what they were doing i got really excited and then, um, but I didn't really actually start doing any of that until like a couple of months later when I could like meet up with them in person and yeah. work the metal. And, um, and there were just some people who were really enthusiastic that I was there and they were excited. And just to kind of have that acceptance was awesome yeah. because like, you know, what can like really turn off someone from learning a craft is like your teachers really suck. <laughs> right (laughs) or they're just you know jerks or um snobs about it or something like that you know like 
gatekeepers yeah. or something like, oh, you ha- you have to do it this way, this way, this way. Otherwise, you're going to, you know, like that kind of thing. They didn't do right. that. They were just really excited. And if I like, messed up on it, they would say, oh, it's art. It's yeah. Great. Yeah. That's right. It's a design feature. <laughs> it's it's art. You know, so that was like really encouraging because otherwise it's it's no fun. Right. If you're constantly yeah. being crit- criticized and stuff like that. So. Um, so I'm in the oil and gas business as my, for my full-time job. Oh, and okay. I used to work out in the field uh, with different pipe fitters and stuff like that. Yeah. So when I think of blacksmithing, I think of pipe fitters. And you've just completely blown my mind saying that they're such a welcoming group because pipe fitters are not the most welcoming group. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like you got to work your time, you know, and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. You got to put in your dues yeah, and stuff. But I guess with it being a creative instead of a, mm-hmm. um, but, and that's the, an, another interesting thing I find about you is that you're an engineer type mind, mm-hmm. but then you've also got this creative side and you're making all this super creative stuff. Thanks. So do you like, do you find yourself at like struggling when you, in your creative space, like thinking analytically about things or, um, Hmm. This is more of like, it can be my, my analytical mind will sometimes say, no, you can't do that. Um, pretty quickly. If I want to try something that might push the bounds of certain properties of materials or something like that, but usually they go hand in hand really well. Like, um, a lot of times knowing what a material can and cannot do will kind of push me in a way for to make those creative decisions um, in a certain way rather than the other way around Um, where I I find I like those boundaries because it kind of forces the creativity does that make sense yeah 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 Um, so yeah so for the people listening um just maybe they haven't seen your page and and so they're they're not exactly sure what we're talking about um walk us through some of the different types of projects that you're doing well (laughs) i feel like (laughs) i change direction every week uh sometimes it's just your basic blacksmithing stuff like super easy like a lot of blacksmiths are like ah that's i did that you know like when i was first starting out i'm like yeah i know but i I really like making them like the S hooks I just made. Um, Those are a beginner type thing, but I just think they're really fun to make. So I'll make a bunch. They look really cool. Um, But sometimes I'll make them long and weird and whimsical. I haven't even posted that. Uh, Another stuff I've done is like I made origami brass earrings. So like I folded up some brass sheeting and made a little like fortune teller type thing. Uh, like yeah. miniature style and then I made like a really large one like probably about this big um, what else have I done lately uh, I like random you're doing things, a lot of like, earrings oh yeah like nostalgia type stuff like pop tarts <laughs> I thought oh that would oh, be yeah. fun just to make pop tart earrings um, yeah. I like to kind of go in the nostalgia area so oh I made some copper cassettes lately like acid etch yeah. these designs and play with patina and you know different surface uh looks with uh different metals and i find that's really fun so like just yeah 
yeah, whatever comes to my mind, I'll try to like turn that into something physical. Um, right. But yeah, that's just like a Do you get one. like special requests to make things or is mm-hmm. it more like your creative outlet and then you take whatever that is and you sell it or both? Um, a lot of times the requests will be inspired by something I made. Oh, okay. So for like last year, a lot of the things I made were these little envelopes with a little letter in it. And the letter would have like a special message on it. And so um, last year I wanted to make a gift for my sister. And so I made her a little silver envelope and in there was a little brass letter. And it was probably about one by two inches. So it was very tiny. Yeah. And in, on the letter, it said something like, you're the apple of my eye or, or something like that. That was really inspiring for her. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I gave that to her as a birthday present and I posted that. And as soon as I posted that people were like, Oh, could you make this for my wife and my daughter? And so I started making all these envelopes with special messages on each of the letters for their loved ones and things like that, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, do you yeah. get up to a point when you're making those like, and then you've made like 30 of them and you're like, okay, I, I never want to make another one of these again. Yes. <laughs> I, it, I, I mean, the envelopes are great. I just, I was, I got done with them after a while because yeah. it can be a little bit, it, it can be too much after a while. Yeah. It's probably the equivalent of in woodworking terms, making cutting boards. I, I would assume so. I don't. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because once you've made, you know, 20 or 30 cutting boards, there's, I mean, there's different styles and stuff, but I'm not, I'm not one of these like types that does all the different configurations with, you know, different designs and all that kind of stuff. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm more of like a purist, a, a cutting board purist. So maybe if I challenged myself creatively, creatively to do something like that, maybe I would be okay making another cutting board, but I'd, be perfectly fine never yeah. making another one yeah i don't blame you i that's yeah. the one thing I, I i think a lot of people like to joke with me about is they know that i don't like making a lot of the same thing oh yeah like, that's the one thing i really absolutely hate um yeah and uh the lily that um if you've seen the steel lilies i've made yeah uh, a woman commissioned me she wanted me to make 18 lilies uh, for her family's grave sites to, mm. to commemorate her family. Uh, and three, like there were five grave sites and three lilies for each grave site. Oh, wow. And uh, which was, I felt really honored to be part yeah. of something like that. Right. Um, but to make that many of the same thing over and over again, I became yeah. a really good expert at that. <laughs> but at the <laughs> same time, I was like, I could, I would be happy not to make these ever again. Yeah, there was a lot of variability from number one to number 18. Like 18 looked spotless and number one was like, okay, yeah, this looks cool. I would like to say it was a different interpretation. (laughs) Yes, it's a creative, it's a design feature. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, actually they look, I feel like my very first one was really good uh, because I was so focused on getting everything right. Right. And, And by the 18th one, it was like, just oh, so it's opposite. Yeah. It One looks really good and 18's like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And and 
they just they were very if you compare the first two and actually I don't think I ever put the first one in with the group because it looks so different from the rest gotcha um which is, that is fine what you were making when uh Ruben with Fox 26 came yeah 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 when he came in he, I think he messaged me a while ago and and he's like I'd love to see you forging and I'm thinking okay this is like the middle of July or right. it was or in June I don't remember <laughs> It was so hot that day. We were all sweating and I'm yeah. running the forge and I'm just like, this is, this is awful. And I think right. that was the only forging I did that whole month. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I can believe it. So for the, for the listeners, uh, uh, Fox 26 contacted Lindsay and mm-hmm. said that they wanted to do a special. And so showed up and it probably early morning, I guess, or, yeah. but yeah. still in Houston, that's, it still could be 95 degrees. Oh yeah. And then how hot does that forge get up to? It gets up to over 2000 degrees Fahrenheit. And, and so I'm running that and it's like a hundred percent humidity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of steam in the mm-hmm. air. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're good sports though. But it, it looked great on TV. Like oh, if, if I were running a forge in my shop and it was 95 degrees, I would look like my shirt be drenched right so like that's just (laughs) i guess that's the difference between men and women right like i i just would be pouring sweat it would not make for good tv (laughs) uh and uh but yeah he came to to my shop i guess Mm -hmm. a couple months later and um he we thought we were gonna i don't think i ever told you this story but i thought we were gonna get some practice runs because I think you did it like a practice trial run or something. No. I reached out. No, you didn't? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. I think somebody else I had talked to, had, uh, maybe it was Bao. Oh, okay. Bao had, um, he went to his shop and I think he got like a practice run. And, um, but Ruben was pressed for time. So he showed up and his, he's like, all right, you ready to roll? I'm like, well, what do you mean? <laughs> he's <laughs> like, oh, we have somewhere else to go after this. Oh. And so. Yeah, like we're on in five minutes. Oh, wow. I didn't <laughs> so, know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this segment, and then we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back to the next segment. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. And um, yeah, so no practice runs whatsoever. But yeah, it was a fun I, experience. Did you see, I didn't, do you watch yourself after that? Like, could you watch yourself oh, yeah. on TV? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I... I was, I just, I couldn't not watch myself. Like I, even like these podcasts, I'll, I'll go back and listen to them because to me it helps. I think to me, it makes me, um, learn how to be a better podcaster. If I listen to my podcasts Mm -hmm. and then I can hear what I, if I say, um, a lot, or I say, you know, a lot. And now the listeners are going to probably pick up on that. (laughs) They're making Uh, notes right now. Okay. Right. Five times now. Like. It, just, they can get I those can notes put into a little metal envelope. <laughs> I will personally etch, yeah. etch them all in a copper. Yeah. 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 Let's turn this back on you. This is getting very uncomfortable for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. No, no, I'm teasing. No, um, I, couldn't, I couldn't watch my, I didn't watch that you didn't. video segment. No. Oh, yeah. I, I posted them on my website. I was pretty proud of myself. I got like. That day, I think I probably got 10 or 15 phone calls mm-hmm. or emails, yeah. and then it fizzled 
which mm-hmm. I was thankful for because I, I think I told you, I was like, I don't want extra business out of this. Like, it's just <laughs> good for, you know, brand exposure to say that you did it. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, yeah. I don't want the extra business. But now you, you are doing this um, as your full-time mm-hmm. deal, right? Yeah. And so it's it's supporting your lifestyle. And for me, it's supporting my my habit. <laughs> it's, it's buying new tools. It's helping your mental health or whatever. I don't know. It, like, it definitely does that. Yeah. Yeah. So are you a happier person being out in the in the shop versus being behind a computer? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> does your husband notice that the difference? He's like, "Oh yeah, go f- blacksmith all you want." I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I, I guess it's like, been ten years. So yeah, it's been a while, and I had a kid between then and now, and a lot of things have happened. You know, like just with the pandemic and all that. Right. So I feel like I'm a better person when I get time in the shop for sure. Yeah. And yeah. um, I get grouchy if I'm away from it too long. <laughs> like I get. Yeah. I I definitely notice a change in me. So. Right. And I get you, really, um, like, I get all these ideas, like creative energy. And I'm like, oh, oh I got to I gotta do this. But no, I got to do this and this and this. And I can't get in the shop. And right. um, then it just gets, uh, like, either I'll lose that idea or, um, you know, I just, I can't think of anything else. Like, you know, it's. Yeah. Yeah. You, you sketch a lot of your stuff out on paper, right? Mm-hmm. So like um, you did one that had like one of the recent ones I saw, I think it was fairly recent, was like a a shell thing. You had like a shell with like a little design around Mm -hmm. it or whatever. So like using that for an example, do you sit, are you sitting there and you do the design and then you go to start making right away? Or are these just like designs that you've had in your brain Um, for a while? It depends. Like if I'm really on top of things, Right. Because I know a lot of makers do this, too, where you just go in the shop and you start making and then you end up with something amazing. And then you're like, how did I do this? Like, what were the steps that got me to this point? I completely forgot. So if like if I'm really on top of things, I will write everything out step by step. I'll even like write out dimensions. if, I, if it's something I know I want to reproduce, I'll like definitely write out dimensions and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, if a lot of times, like, oh, where did I put my notebook? I have a notebook where I draw everything. And um, I don't know where it is. It's probably over there. But um, <laughs> some of it's just like a really quick idea. And I just sketch it down really fast because I don't have time to like really spend on it. Yeah. Um. One was like uh, my silver stag spoon that I like. I turned a spoon into a stag, and it was um, just this idea that was in my head for a while, and I just needed to get it out on paper so I wouldn't forget it. Yeah. And it's just like a really scrawl, but if I look at it, it's like it tells my mind, "Oh, this is what you wanted to do." Okay, so right. then I'll go with it. But. Um, and it was one of those things where I knew I wasn't going to reproduce it. It was just going to be a one and done kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so like those are really crappy drawings, but <laughs> there, there'll be other ones that have like, 
I get the ruler out and I have everything to scale. Yeah. That's when I feel like real engineering. Like I took a drafting class. Like, yeah. Get the little yeah. arrows in. Do you do any um, like anything uh, electronically for your design stuff? Uh, I mean, I'll go into Inkscape and do some stuff, but yeah. no like dimensions and stuff like that. That's more like if I wanted to take a drawing and make an SVG file out of it. Um, oh, yeah. Right. But I don't do that often. That's yeah. more of like logos. Um, yeah, not a whole lot. <laughs> Where do you get your uh, inspiration from? Everywhere. <laughs> because like woodworkers we'll walk around and we'll be sitting at a you know a restaurant and we're like oh is this an oak table oh yeah that's this is nice and you know oh did they epoxy that are you do you find yourself walking around looking at metal things all the time oh all the time all the time and and also woodworking type stuff even though yeah i'm not a woodworker i have so many friends who are so now i i check to see oh look at this like yeah it's walnut like I, I started yeah. to understand like what kind of yeah. wood grains are what I'm terrible at it, but at least or like, oh I love the way they hand carved this or you know right. what is or power carved it, you know, just things like that. But I'm not a woodworker by any means. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm 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 just I'm listening. I'm not I'm not I'm not no, saying no, that I'm you're not. Kidding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know if you are or not because you don't. You post metal stuff, but you might. No. You might be a woodworker. Um, yeah, there was a couple things I made from wood. I actually, oh, there is some things. Is there? <laughs> this is another thing um, where I get inspiration from. If these are all the different places, one is if someone gives me a new material, then I'm like, uh-huh. ooh, what what can I make from this? And gotcha. one of them is. Um, uh, Andrea from Zatara Crafts, um, she gave me a bunch of offcuts from her wood selection, mm-hmm. and a lot of it's dyed burl um, oh, yeah. and other really pretty cool uh, pieces and just beautiful colors. And I started making some pendants from it, so I haven't released those yet, but eventually that's going to be out there. So like things right. like that. Okay. Uh, I get inspired by like new materials. So um, I just, uh, one of my, uh, you know, I guess a woodworker where they spend a lot of money is on different kinds of wood that they find. Right. Like, oh, look at this oh, yeah. beautiful piece of lumber. <laughs> Let me use that. For yeah. um, someone in my area, I discovered, so I started getting into jewelry making. And one of the things that jewelers are really into is stones. And there's so many stone dealers. And I just spent a lot of money on stones this week. Cause I'm really, like, I'd really like to get into this kind of stones and these kind of stones. And yeah. And then you start like figuring out what kind of minerals they are and all that stuff. It's crazy. Wow. And I, yeah. Do, do they react differently when they come in contact with, like, because you're forming the hot metals around some of this stuff. Does no, it... I do it when they're cold. Work. So oh. you, there are some metals you can anneal. Uh, so it softens the grain structure. And then you can work it cold. So oh. like silver, copper, 
brass, you anneal. It's like you heat it and then it cools and then you can actually work with it when it's cold. And so that's what I do with that. Uh, Now with steel, I haven't done that yet. That would be really fun to do too. Yeah. Like if someone gave me. (laughs) Oh, great. More ideas. Yeah, more no no. Yeah. I mean I've seen a lot of people do this, so it's not like a new thing at all, but where you take um you uh make sort of like a cage uh with like a bunch of steel uh wires yeah. around like an empty space and you heat it up, you open it, you throw in like a marble and you close it when it's still hot. And then gotcha. and it looks like uh I mean, people make magic wands out of them and stuff like that. And oh yeah, so, yeah. It looks really cool. Or Christmas ornaments, things like that. Oh, right. And for those of the people who aren't watching on either Spotify or YouTube, uh, because she did a lot of, like, uh, illustrations. But she did a fantastic (laughs) job of describing what she was illustrating. So thank you for doing that. Because sometimes people (laughs) people will be talking about, like, oh, yeah, I made this, you know, whatever. Or, you know, they're showing something in the background. Yeah. Uh, So, but, yeah, that's cool. So where do you source your materials from? Uh, let's see. There's a steel supply store, store kind of on 610 area. I get my steel from there. And I get my silver from a place in San Antonio. Okay. Um, I try to get everything ethically sourced. So like all my stones, I want to get like local, not locally here from Texas, but like right. um not like from like a sweatshop, not from right. a place where they use child miners or anything like that. Right. Um, but like, I usually get a lot of my stones from like the Southwest region of the United States. So okay. like Arizona, Nevada, Utah. So that's where I get my stones. Cause I don't think people realize like where a lot of this stuff comes from. Right. So, yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. And you, so you're a bit of a philanthropist, right? Didn't you, you did like a giveaway and oh, stuff yeah. like that, right? Oh yeah. It was a so, lot of work and yeah. I haven't done it. I haven't done one in a long time. I would Giveaways in general that. are a lot of work, but something yeah. of the magnitude of what, what you were doing, it was like um, an auction type thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that was, that was back in 2020. And it was uh, obviously in the, uh, uh, it was a response after George Floyd was killed. Mm -hmm. And um, then uh, I wanted to raise money, but I didn't know necessarily what charity to go, you know, give to. Right. And I mean, I picked my charities, um, but I knew like some people really wanted to give to this charity and other people want to give to this charity. I said, okay, well, I, how about, you know, like I will, we will raise money, but it would be like, if, as long as it goes towards social justice, um, like a social justice charity, um, you can get like a raffle ticket and that's kind of what we did. And I think it raised over, two thousand dollars or something like that to different various and it was so many different charities and it was really cool and it gave people the opportunity to choose where they wanted their money to go and rather than oh i guess right you know i'll give to your i don't know i just felt really cool and then also for the makers to to um 
give of their whatever they created to that, which was really cool. Um, yeah. But I guess, I mean, there were other charities like I'll, I'll donate my work to as well. Um, yeah. And yeah. other people will do the charities, but and I'll just like give my, I'll donate my work to it. Right. So I, I like doing that. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I've donated a couple cutting boards and and stuff to the those types of things. I think that's really mm-hmm. it, it. You know, people think, oh, well, you're just doing it for tax write off or whatever. But it feels really good to to mm-hmm. do something like that. You know, I think, oh, for sure. um, you know, some people do it for brand exposure and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, what you did is that's fantastic. Um, so during the pandemic, a lot of people were uh, shifting environments. They were going from working downtown like like I was and then working from going to work from home. So for you, was the transition tough? I mean, because you're you're working out of your, mm-hmm. out of your own space and stuff like that. Yeah. Did you see production pick up or what was like no change on your side? Uh, it's weird is that um, before all that, I, I just finished uh, installing a mural at the library here. Um, and I was just transitioning from doing that to metal work. And I wanted to get into jewelry. And for the past couple of years, I was like, okay, now I want to get into jewelry. And then something else would come along. And now I want to get into this and something else. And it just felt like I could never really start it up. And so 2020 was actually when I really started working towards that. And that's right when my kids came home and <laughs> I had to do online schooling with them. <laughs> and I'm like, no. Oh, yeah. It did shift your perspective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There goes your productivity. Yeah. And um, it was just ratcheted up my stress level like so high. Yeah. Um, And but at the same time, I saw that everyone was going online. And so it was a lot easier for me to uh, sell my work and Mm. get my name out there and um meet a lot of people that Mm -hmm. I don't think I would have normally met and develop relationships. And I think all that happened in 2020 and beyond was actually in some ways a good thing. Hmm. Um, Because I don't think I would have necessarily gotten this far as, as I have if I, if that didn't happen. Yeah. So it's kind of weird to think of it as a good thing, but yeah. Well, I think a lot of makers found their, happy place during Mm -hmm. the pandemic because it gave them a chance to spend more time so they were spending their time with their family you know during the day because they had to yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then they could head out to the garage you know in the Mm -hmm. evening and um because like you said i mean it's good for your mental health and Mm -hmm. just you know makes for for happier people (laughs) so in some ways it's like you know, for me, I had stopped uh, woodworking for quite some time, um, and it was around the time the pandemic was happening. I was, it was just before that I started woodworking again, and it felt really good. And then, of course, when the pandemic hit, I wasn't having to travel downtown, mm-hmm. so I could cut out at four thirty and 
hit the shop and stuff like that, which is, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely good for the, yeah. for my mental status. Cause I was kind of at my breaking point uh, yeah. <laughs> driving downtown. Yeah. I think, um, meeting a lot of makers online was so helpful for me to have that community. Yeah. Um, because I was at home with kids all the time and right. I needed <laughs> I like a kind of like a outside um, connection, I think. So it was good. Yeah. Um, so as your stuff started like selling more, uh, are you in any stores or are you selling primarily online? Uh, yeah, I'm right now I'm just selling online. And I finally created a website, like before all this, Yeah. before my website, I was just selling through Instagram. People would message me and uh, I'd post something right away. And then within a couple hours, it would sell. Um, wow. But it got to be a lot of work on my part and a lot of mental load. Um, and I wanted to kind of move that over to a website. And it took a, a bit of time and energy to put that but you know put together a website but i'm so glad i did it's helped a lot so yeah um, so you you batch you batch out a couple things i know you said you don't really like kind of working and batching things out right yeah but do you sometimes just because you know it's going to be a hit item batch Mm -hmm. out a couple or oh yeah yeah. um i mean the the pop tart earrings and the origami earrings uh like a lot of those i I make at least, I mean, it's small batches. It's not, right. it's still not, I think, to the level of huge manufacturers or anything like that. I don't think I'll ever get to that point. Not because I don't, I just don't want to do that. Right. I don't think that necessarily is a sign of quality if I'm making a hundred of the same thing. Yeah. Uh, it just kind of takes away from the uniqueness of what I made. Right. Um, I, I really pride myself on that. It's small batches of something that's really unique and you don't see anywhere else or um, made that just the, that way. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really cool yeah. because um, then people know, like, if I want this, I've, I got to buy it now. Oh yeah. Be- because <laughs> I'm, I may miss that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think, you know, like, for me, if I, if I was, I have I'm on my website, you know, cutting boards or whatever, and you can pick, you know, which type of wood do you want or whatever. And yeah. you know what it generally what's going to look like, but your pieces mm-hmm. are all so unique. If, if one were to scroll through your Instagram page, which I'm assuming that's your, that's your primary portfolio right now, mm-hmm. besides the website, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if somebody I'm, were scrolling I'm on TikTok, through. TikTok, but don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like me, Tic Tac. Yeah. Um, I do it. I, I did Tic Tac out of necessity. <laughs> yeah. And I like saying Tic Tac because then, you know, it makes me feel old and crotchety. <laughs> ah, this new technology. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, if if somebody's scrolling through your Instagram page, there's, you. I mean, you see a bit of an evolution in your process and stuff like that, I mm-hmm. think, uh, mm-hmm. going back to your earlier posts and things. Um, yeah. And then you can see when you're kind of on a creative kick in like earrings or yeah. rings, like the snake yeah. ring was really cool. 
thanks. I, I really like that. Um, yeah. And I'm going to be in trouble because my wife, when she listens to this uh, episode, she's going to be like, wait, what's your website? You know, <laughs> and, and then she's going to want all the things uh, because yeah. she loves all that kind of jewelry type stuff. It's fine with me. She can buy everything. Right, right. Let's talk <laughs> price point. What, so what's, what, what is a typical, um, and you, you know, I mean, there's a lot of time invested in, in something mm-hmm. like this, right? So let's, yeah. let's say that there's a, for, for the listeners, there's a ring that you make, um, mm-hmm. that you made that is a, it's like a small, what is it like a 16, no, probably like an eighth inch or 16th of an inch, uh, type of snake that, that wraps around or, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, so like something like that, how long would something like that take you to make? Uh, well, that one took me all day to make because, I mean, if you think about I'm designing it, right? I'm not, I mean, usually if I'm doing small batch work, it means that it's the first of its kind. I haven't done it before mm-hmm. and I probably will only make a couple. And so a lot of it is the design work and then figuring out, okay, like that took, I had to anneal it and then I'm pickling it. Which is like cleaning it off. <laughs> yeah, you're like right over my head with all that. You're speak, speaking of Sorry. Greek culture. <laughs> <laughs> right. So like Let, Let's talk kneeling. geek culture. <laughs> like I, I heat it up with a acetylene torch. Um, heat the silver. So it's a sterling silver that I, I mainly work with. And it has a little bit of copper in it. Um, it just, which makes it great for doing patina on it and stuff like that Mm. but so i'm hammering it i'm tapering the tail i'm shaping its head by hammering it and forging it on the anvil and then i'm going back then i'm annealing it again and then i'm shaping it into the shape of the snake and that might actually take multiple anneal like because i might i might not be happy with it and then i have to hammer it again Mm. and again and then it stiffens and i can't move it so right. I have to heat it again and do that process over and over and over again. And then I'm sanding it and then I'm polishing it. I mean, sanding is the same amount as like woodworking because right. you start at a, like a rough grit and then you work your way up to about 2000 uh, mm. grit. Then you're polishing it. Um, I'm also filing in all the details. So, I mean, that would take me... I think it took me about four hours, five hours to make. Oh wow! Just that ring. Yeah. So. So is there? Um, oh, and go ahead. And then I'm soldering it. So I'm shaping the ring. Oh yeah. Then soldering and getting that snake to just sit just right on the ring. Yeah. And setting that up entirely. Yeah. So, like all those things, can take a long time. Is there, um, I mean, it's, I guess it's all kind of relative, right? Like how much, how much you'd have to make on something like that, but is there good margin? Cause most of it is time for you. Yeah. It's so are you paying yourself time. well? I mean, I'm still working that out in my head of like what to charge because I look, I mean, yeah. I go and I look at what other people are charging and either they're making a ton of the same thing. And right. so their prices are really low or, um, you know, or they're just extremely high because 
and and it's it's difficult to kind of um put prices out there that I feel like are not too outrageously high so people can right. actually afford some of the things um but um to also just be honest about you know this did take me a lot of time and effort and then the quality of the materials and all that stuff so right it's tough yeah cuz i think you know etsy has has helped and hurt a lot of creators like you and i where mm-hmm. People can mass produce things. There, you have the laser cutters versus the scroll star artists, right? One oh, takes yeah. like an incredible amount of time to do, um, and one is on laser. And you know, laser people would say, and I'm a, I'm a laser person, right? I don't have the patience to do the scroll saw stuff. There, there are some projects that it's therapeutic for me, but I don't have the the patience to to do some of the designs that some of these really creative people do um so a laser person would say well the quality of a laser cut thing is better you're gonna get exactly like the file but then the scroll saw artist says well yeah but i made this by hand but as the consumer you look at the two different price points and a scroll saw artist has to charge two three four five times the amount that somebody who cuts it on a laser and a person scrolling through Etsy doesn't know how much time you've invested versus someone who's got 10 or 12 people working on the same exact design and mass producing these things. And then like turn around on this stuff too. So yeah, you're, you're in a kind of awkward space, right? Is there a lot of um, competition in this space? Um, I think everyone develops their own style and their own design style. And so Mm -hmm. if you're into, say, Southwest style looking jewelry, you have a ton of competition. Um, Mm -hmm. or if you're into like a certain style, then yeah, you would have a lot of competition, but I, I choose not to really see it as competition and just more of like, okay, that's we all have our own little pockets of people who really like to buy from us and to support us. And it's okay if like these people want to buy from this person or whatever. I don't necessarily, yeah, I don't necessarily see it as like, Oh, that's taking away from, you know, my stuff or whatever. But, um, and my stuff isn't for everybody. Like I know like a lot of people that's not their style and that's fine. Like that's, it's not for you. It's, you know, I wouldn't want someone to buy something that they're not going to use or they're not going to wear right. or display. Um, yeah. So, um, to me, yeah. that's really that not sense. like an issue, even though like I, I could see it as I need my prices to be similar. But I mean, I might do it like, OK, someone's selling their rings or earrings for a hundred dollars. I'll kind of be in the same ballpark, not necessarily to be competition, but more of like, okay, that's, that's the, you know, asking price for like particular piece. So I might do that, right. but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're making wearable art. Yeah. Whereas if, if you go into, 
if you go into Kohl's and you buy a pair of earrings. You know, you're buying earrings. But, so it's not necessarily art. You're buying earrings. But if you're buying a Lindsay Creative piece, you're buying <laughs> artwork for your ears, you know? Yeah. Or your your hand or whatever. I mean, and so, that's yeah, true you, for... So, yeah, you have a little bit of yeah. flexibility. Yeah, and it's it's true for anything, like cutting boards. You know, like, the quality of work that goes into making cutting board that you see at Target versus, like, what you would buy yeah. from a, someone who actually put the time and effort into making one. Right. And it's different. Yeah. And yeah. you know the quality materials are different. Uh, one's going to last a lot longer than the other piece. So... A lot of the jewelry I see at like Target, I mean, it's like $15. I was like, that's, yeah. what is that yeah. material? Like, and you look on the back right. to see like what it's made out of and you're like, yeah, it doesn't say what material it's made out of. Like, I don't know what that yeah. is. So my finger is, is green after wearing it, you know, in mm-hmm. the pool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, your stuff, do you, can people wear it in the pool and all that kind of stuff? Or is, do you recommend? It's like... Like, does your stuff... Would you throw your yeah. walnut uh, cutting board yeah. in the dishwasher? Yeah. Please don't. Yeah. That's <laughs> good point. You win. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how One I... One point for Lindsay. <laughs> yes. I didn't know this was You're like a game show. <laughs> well, actually, great transition. We do have... Um, I do do games on this show or show <laughs> this, this, whatever this is. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, I, I do games and, um, you know, I do different games, the yes or no game. One I've been doing recently when I have like one-on-one conversations is called rapid fire. If awesome. you're up for it, okay. I've got some questions. Sure. This is a great way for people to get to know, like we can, kind of burn through a couple different things people can get to know you a little bit more um and then it's it they could decide whether or not they want to follow you after <laughs> <laughs> no this is your make or break unfollow no, no, why did i no, even waste no pre- my time following this person <laughs> no no pressure <laughs> <laughs> it's okay and uh yeah so we we call i call it rapid fire uh, yeah. it's not my idea this 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 has been around for decades but mm-hmm. basically i'm just gonna send said a uh or say a, f- a phrase or question or whatever and you give me the first thing that comes to mind oh, shit. all okay. right <laughs> <laughs> all right here we go they're, they're super easy so it's not okay. like yeah it, it's super easy and okay. it's things that only you know <laughs> all right here we go first one so what is a hobby outside of metalworking and art that you enjoy? Cross-stitching. Cross-stitching. What yeah. is cross-stitching? <laughs> <laughs> I think I know. I think I know what it is. But so what do you mean? Maybe I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's like sewing. <laughs> and you make X's. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. the worst person to explain it like i just do it well just, it's a hobby i just started getting into yeah. it like it's a it's a hobby i used to do when i was a kid and then yeah. people started doing it again and they would make like uh sayings like you know like smart 
statements of like, ah, uh, you know, or cheeky statements or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to reduce the swearing. Um, yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, don't that worry, would be we've fun. got. I'm ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. And uh, and I started cross stitching a skull, and uh, that I'm still not done. So. Yeah. And I started three months ago. <laughs> Is this one of those things where you have it's like on a frame? And it the like yeah. canvas or whatever that you're st- okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. My uh my grandma used to do that, and I think you're right. I have seen <laughs> that kind of making a resurgence. Yeah. No, it's like it's like one of those those crafts, like mm-hmm. you know, like blacksmithing and stuff is starting sure. to kind of take off, yeah. right? I'm like an elder um, mi- millennial, elderly <laughs> millennial. What do they call it? <laughs> you're like, did he just call me old? <laughs> yeah, I, it's no. fine. I'm part grandma <laughs> in my heart. Right. Well, I made the Tic Tac comment. So I guess, you know, <laughs> we're both coming coming we're to a realization now. where we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So next question. Okay. <laughs> Move quickly, quickly off of this one. <laughs> what's your uh, What's your favorite type of metal or material to work with? Uh, silver silver Mm -hmm. yeah is it because it's um it's it looks better or it's easier to work with or just Uh, like what's your it's really fun to melt like it's easy to melt and um it's really fun to solder like it's just once you start working with different kinds of metals and uh, silver is just easier in a lot of ways and it's just nice yeah yeah it looks good. Yeah, it does. Yeah. All right. Next question. What do you enjoy more? The process of making or seeing the final product? The process. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because of the therapy part of it or the... Mm-hmm. The problem solving, the... Um, if everything's going really well, then it's like, it's like high-fiving myself, like, the whole time. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yeah. this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you have those projects that are going too well, you're like, what is going to happen at the end? I just oh, feel I like that something's oh. going to happen. It's going to totally. bu- break or, yeah. <laughs> you're I, like, this is way too to easy. I, many times. <laughs> yeah. If every project went like this, I'd be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah i was doing the uh these this huge church pew project where i had three 14 foot long church pews and uh they came out of an old quaker church and this oh, wow. uh this lady she wanted them broken down into six different sizes so i had to build new ends for them and stuff like that so i had to match the old wood and the new wood and stuff i was like okay yeah that looks like red oak and um so i bought the red oak and i cut i cut the cut them in half on my table saw which went way easier than i was expecting and then i built the ends and that went easy that part was should have been easy and then i went to like hand route out the channels in it which was a super nerve-wracking experience but all six of them I didn't have any issues. The router didn't slip or anything. I didn't have to remake anything. It went super well. 
and I get like 90% of the way done. And I'm like, this was like, not to say this was easy money, but it was like, it was easy money. You know, it kind of felt like, nice. okay, this is going too well. And then the finishing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, the, they say that the last 10% takes 90% of the effort. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was the finishing. And I started like, I did like a, a test piece of the new wood and the old wood. And once I put finish on it, they did not match at all. And so, yeah, it was like, okay, well, here it is. You know, not. I guess I'm a bit of a pessimist by nature <laughs> where I was like, you know, I knew it was going to happen. And sure enough, you know, and then it was like, well, that took all the effort, right? Sucked wow. the joy right out of me. I was like, I want these things out of here. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, all right. So next question. Who inspires you? A lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. Uh, I guess we don't need names necessarily, but like, do you go to insp- uh, in- for inspiration? Do you go to like social media? Do you watch YouTube? Like, what's your? Um, it's mainly Instagram, and actually, I will sh- normally share people who inspire me. Like every Saturday or Sunday, what I started mm. doing just a month ago. I started sharing like inspirational pieces that people made that I just think are really cool. So um, let's see. I post a lot of Emily Joyce's work because I think her stuff is just very cool. I Mm. love her um, ingenuity in how she makes her work. And I think the themes of her work are really well done and really well thought out so um she's one who inspires me cool. um let's see like i should like look at the people i just shared <laughs> recently. yeah it, it, and see that's that's why we call it rapid fire because yeah. it, it, it really puts you on the spot makes it awkward <laughs> uh the other person i was gonna say was my daughter who inspires me because she always gives oh. me ideas <laughs> oh that's cool have you ever taken a, a piece that has she's like that she's drawn and re and made something from it? Um, no, <laughs> it's more for comments <laughs> or things like oh, okay. that. Or like, oh, mom, you should make that. I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. That would be cool. Um, so like the origami earrings that was totally inspired by her. So, yeah, I mean, that's I, cool. And the pop charts inspired by her. So, right. I mean, a lot of that kind of playfulness that's definitely comes from a little 10 year old mind so that's really cool i like that all right we've got three more <laughs> are you sweating yet <laughs> no it's all right this is easy see i, I told you a challenge easy. right uh okay here you go <laughs> great <laughs> worst shop injury that you've had oh man i gotta think back All I can think of is my what my mom got injured. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> don't don't tell on your mom, unless you oh, caused no. it. <laughs> no. Um, it just uh, her, the sight of her injury made me be really careful in the shop. So, um, she nearly cut her thumb off. Uh, she oh. was cutting sheet metal, and the sheet metal spun and like sliced through her thumb like wow to the bone anyway 
gross wow um, yeah lovely yeah <laughs> yeah uh people are listening to this in their car and they had to just pull over it <laughs> that would be me yeah i am you'd be like so oh I don't, fast forward i i yeah. think um i cut myself really bad when i was working with metal and i sliced through my thumb and i and i was at our maker space and I remember thinking, I just need to get to the, I just need, I can't look at it. Like, I was like, I can't look mm. at it. Otherwise, I'm going to yeah. pass out because right. um, I don't do well with blood and I don't do yeah. well with, like, injuries. So, like, anytime someone posts something, I just, like, skip through it because I will yeah. pass out. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, luckily we have, like, a good medical kit there. And, right. Um, I don't really remember, like, all what I did, but yeah yeah it's pretty bad i'm sure i'm sure you burned yourself like grabbed a piece and thought that it wasn't hot anymore or forgot um and... that happened to me one time i was at a a maker meetup like a haba houston area blacksmith group and so there's a lot of new people and this one guy heated up like a a half inch square bar in the fire mm. in the coal fires and then he decided he didn't want to do it anymore. And so he took it out yeah. and then he put it with all the hammers and the tongs. Oh my gosh. And so I had no idea that's what he did. And right. I'm like, oh, I need to go get a pair of tongs because, you know, whatever. So I reach into that and I, first thing I grabbed was that one inch bar to move it out of the way. I pick oh, it no. up because it was black. It was black. Yeah. But just because it's black doesn't mean it's not hot just because it's not glowing red doesn't mean it's right you know and i think i touched it for less than 10 seconds but it was oh. so hot i like dunked my hand in the we have like big buckets of water everywhere i just dunked oh, yeah. my hand in it and i think i was swearing a lot and i was so <laughs> mad at that guy <laughs> and, yeah yeah um did like, he ever come I mean, back? You can't really be mad because, like, they're just beginners and they don't know anything. Right. <laughs> but still. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we, we probably should move off of this once so that way you don't pass yeah. out on the podcast. Yeah. Lindsay yeah, was the I'm first sorry. person who I passed try, out on the Make Your Lives podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I try not to be, like, really graphic. You can take out the, the injury from my mom if you want. So. No. No, we so keep, we'll keep it out. all in. <laughs> oh great <laughs> yeah uh all right so because we're both from houston I, oh, okay. i'm originally from california and are you you haven't always been in houston right right i'm from philly you're from philly okay yeah so and you moved here i'm getting to the question so i shouldn't have rung the bell oh. yet. uh when like, when, when yeah when when did you uh, move to houston what year Oh, I was in long time high ago. school. Yeah. In high school, okay. <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> so this question is is geared off of people who aren't from Texas, okay, okay. that come to Texas. So so not okay. natives. Okay. Warm or cold salsa? I like warm salsa. Okay. Yeah. Did you at first had was Texas the first time you had warm salsa? Uh huh. Yeah. 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 So for the people who aren't 
haven't been to Houston or haven't been to Texas, they do this thing here. I had never experienced it in my entire life. And I came out here and I was like, well, I want, I want Mexican food. I didn't go for, I'm not like, I don't want to go for steak yet. You know, I'm going to ease into this thing. So I went for Mexican food and they served me salsa and it was warm. And <laughs> I told the waitress, I said, um, I think you got, did you guys just blend this? Or like, did you just make this? And she's like, mm, like, she thought it was a trick question. Like, did I think it was old salsa? I said, my salsa is warm. What's wrong with this? And she just looked at me like I was weird. <laughs> and I had never experienced warm salsa before. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing out here. It is. And, and people are either warm salsa or cold salsa people, I think. I mean, I will. Okay. So if I make salsa like like fresh, like with yeah. like pico de gallo, right? Right. Okay. That's cold. Yeah. Right. But then, like salsa, I mean, I've gotten yeah. used to it. I really like it that way. So, I'll say that I, well, I kind of, I guess I, I take back what I said that you're either one or the other because I like both. I guess part of the old me still likes the cold salsa. Like I like Chewy's salsa is is really good. It's cold and that, but mm -hmm. Chewy's is kind of everywhere. Mm -hmm. The places here. Like Papacitos, when they have their warm salsa or whatever, um, it's like so good. And there's a couple like hole in the wall places they do the warm salsa. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, we have Chachi's up here in Kingwood, and they serve mm -hmm. warm salsa. So sometimes I'm just really craving that warm salsa. Yeah. Uh, but now that we've made people hungry, if you haven't been to Texas or experienced warm salsa, you should give it a try. Just open your mind. <laughs> I mean, but, but before you try it, stick your finger in it. So, you know, don't let it be a shock to you. Like it was to me. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're sharing that salsa with other people, then that would be Wait. like a really bad thing to do. That's, that's frowned upon. Yeah. <laughs> I will yeah. say though, like, I do think we have really good food here. Like, yeah. Yeah, we do. Like, and, yeah, the, uh, the, Mex the Mexican so, like, food. The steaks, mm -hmm. the steak places, all, yeah. And, you know, that's why I look the way that I do. Because <laughs> I love the food in Houston. <laughs> and, uh, and the Vietnamese food is really good, too. Like, or at least in my area, because we have, like, just so many good Vietnamese restaurants where I am. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if you're up in Kingwood. You're down on the south, on the south side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and that's really Yeah, good. we don't have we we don't have really like that um like in midtown i think is it, midtown's got like a little subsection of uh, asian foods and asian markets and stuff like that mm -hmm. and then there's like a there's like an indian market like area and stuff where you can buy like the spices and all that kind of stuff it's like a new it's like a totally different world there mm -hmm. it's just like a couple different blocks you're like am i still in houston or am i in india like you just you know, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, okay, last question. And this is, I probably should have ended on a, on a difficult one, but this is fairly easy, probably. Uh, what is the metal workers equivalent to clamps? You know, you can never have enough clamps. <laughs> Maybe it is clamps. Hammers. 
Hammers. Hammers. You can never have enough okay. hammers. All different types, different peens, and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And are you always looking for your hammer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like tape measures. Like, where do I, where do I put my hammer? Or there was one. I don't know what happened to it. It has... You get to a point where you're like, oh, that this one's my favorite. It does this or, you know, has my favorite sort of texture. And one yeah. hammer I lost for a while and I had no idea where it was. I was so bummed out. So, Oh, wow. You can get it emotionally attached to a hammer for sure. Oh, I'm sure you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so do you have like a lot of, I imagine metalworking, it requires a lot of tools, right? Different tongs and oh by the way that's the end of the game so you're off the hook of the the rapid fire <laughs> oh okay, okay. <laughs> um do, so do you have like a bunch of different tools or do you if you have to make something do you go to the makerspace still and and do it um i don't have a near enough as i probably should so yeah i mean there's still a lot of metalworking tools that would be really handy to have but um they cost a lot of money <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, um, I imagine you're not buying Harbor Freight uh, type stuff. You know, Harbor Freight, you can get away with some of their stuff, especially if yeah. you're a beginner. Like, no, no, you know, it's all right. If if that's the way you want to get off and get, you know, get off the ground, might as well start there, you know, yeah. um, and build the skills and eventually graduate up to something better quality yeah but i i mean i there was some harbor freight stuff i use i have a welding table from harbor freight i still use it It holds my forge yeah okay i i mean it works great i like it so uh, so if somebody's not a welder yeah yeah (laughs) disclaimer yeah the welders who are listening to your podcast are just screaming at me at the moment no yeah. I, I mean it's just i mean it does what it does it's great um yeah and uh i have like there's some things i'm like oh that would be great to have that would make my job easier but at the same time you work around it and uh that's all i mean there, i've gotten some tongs from some makers that i really like and um i you know i definitely don't have near enough as a lot of other blacksmiths out there but i'll work i'll eventually get up there it's i'm just not in a rush right right. that's good uh so if somebody was looking to get into uh silversmithing or blacksmithing what would what advice would you give them uh i would first just try it out like if you know makerspace that maybe does a class or you know somebody maybe set up a time where you meet up with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the, I think doing it in person, you actually like get a feel for it better than watching YouTube stuff. Um, yeah. Metalworking takes a lot of physical energy that I don't think people really realize. Like they'll watch Forge and Fire and it doesn't really show all the work that goes involved, gets involved in it. And um, yeah, a lot of people... Like I remember teaching a 16 year old kid, I was, um, he wanted to like start forging and I was like, all right. So I started teaching him and he 
got worn out like within the first 30 40 minutes of mm. you know doing something so it de- definitely does um i think th- yeah so if you can do something in person like physically doing something i would say go for that first um before you start spending lots of money That's um good. and also it's okay to start out cheap i mean mm-hmm. you don't have to get that thousand dollar anvil you can is that, get some is that what it covered. costs oh yeah oh my gosh um it's not cheap it's yeah. i mean go for the robo track yeah go for the just big hunk of metal use that it's okay it's i think a lot of times there's a lot of false ideas out there that says I can make really great stuff if I have the best tools available. And it's really about building the skills and you can build the skills using the, using the inexpensive tools and go for that first, because what you're doing is moving metal. You're not, you know, it's that metal does not necessarily care. Yeah. As long as you have like a heavy mass. Once you get the skill. Yeah. And once you get the skill, then getting the better tools, ends up producing a better result yeah yeah right like it's yeah yeah, it's that's the thing it's like uh a lot of people will start getting amassing everything first and then they realize this isn't for me and sometimes Mm -hmm. they'll end up reselling everything that's when you capitalize uh, (laughs) 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 you right yeah you should get all this Uh, expensive stuff and then and then you know like oh they're not cut out for this (laughs) yeah unfortunately like the anvils don't lose their you know they don't lose they don't go down in price (laughs) do they still make Uh, anvils these days or are is it just like the existing okay is it acme i mean you can buy an anvil (laughs) from harbor freight but i don't necessarily i would say railroad track would be better (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Build also, up the like, skill. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get really good quality hammers uh, from makers. Um, mm. There's some makers out there who, like, if you're looking for a good hammer, there's, um, you know, I would, I would just start looking around. Um, I got, I finally got my hammer and I love it. So, um, I mean, there are cer- certain things like it's weighted, right? Um, and it's okay to modify tools to fit your needs too. So when I got my hammer, the handle didn't fit my hand. And so I actually took it to the belt sander and like modified the hammer to fit my hand better. Oh, okay. So uh, does your hammer have a name? <laughs> Some people, you know, they get, you said you get emotionally attached. I figured you yeah. might, you might have a name for it. <laughs> I get a lot yeah. of compliments on it, but uh no, yeah. it doesn't have a it doesn't have a name. It just I don't name I don't really yeah. I no, I do have objects. people I do have people name uh a lot of my things that I have. Like uh I have a cow skull in my shop and people voted to name it and it's Bar oh. Bartholomew is its name, <laughs> which I thought was great. I like that. Yeah. That's very clever. Yeah. Yeah. I got to put the nameplate up. I still haven't done that, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've been doing this for a decade. 
no. Um, what do you see? Where do you see you taking this in like the next three to five years? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hate, I'm, I'm not really good at that question. Like, yeah. Uh, I've always been asked that and I'm like, I don't know. Um, I feel like, so just as a background. So this, the beginning of this year, I had kind of planned out what I wanted for this year. And I was like, this is mm-hmm. what's going to happen. And then just like things, life events happen. And, right. and you can't, normally plan for the future that way um at least i can't i'm not good at it i guess (laughs) which is okay and um i think that i want to continue creating that's my plan for the future i want to continue making if it's what i'm doing now that's fine if it's something big and sculptural with metal that would be cool too um maybe doing collaborations with other people that would be great and eventually i like to start doing markets so uh there's some really great holiday markets around here Mm -hmm. that i'd like to do cool so yeah i think that'd be awesome that's my small goals (laughs) yeah yeah no that's great yeah just like one one bite at a time out of the elephant right because if you were mm-hmm. planning in 2019, uh, you quickly saw that that eroded <laughs> that plan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. Next thing you know, you're homeschooling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So where can where can people find uh, your works of art? They we, can, can talk to find me on Instagram. Lindsay okay. underscore creative. And that's Lindsay with an A. And then... If you're interested in purchasing something from me, I actually closed my shop for the holidays. So I'm not opening it up till mid-January. But if you want to message me, you can. But my website is lindsaycreativeshop.com. That's it. One word. And and also awesome. on TikTok. TikTok. So. <laughs> head on over the, yeah. for some dancing videos <laughs> uh, no dancing yeah. Uh, you, yeah. you will be and, I, I just want to like just throw that out as a comfort for people you don't have to see me dance so <laughs> well you didn't dance in the intro so I already knew that answer <laughs> yeah and then you can yeah. just watch me swing a hammer that's that's as much as yeah. you'll see or or solder something yeah well i'm very impressed by your work you do some fantastic pieces again i'm going to try to shelter my wife at least uh, until well after the holidays are are paid for <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's okay but I, i'm sure we're gonna have a Liz- we're gonna have a Lindsay creative uh piece uh, at some point uh her birthday uh, will be coming up so i think that'd be a good good time uh and i'm matt yeah. with voltner woodworking and you can find me on social media um at voltner woodworking at instagram youtube and tiktok uh, i tell people don't follow me on tiktok because it's just reposts of my instagram content <laughs> and you can follow the maker lounge podcast um on all of those mediums uh it just uh 
at Maker Lounge Podcast. And uh, I want to say thanks to um, our sponsors. Uh, we've got Surf Prep is sponsoring today's episode. Check them out on social media on all their platforms and sign up. They've got a Facebook group um, that you can join as well if you're interested in in learning about surf prep sanding. Uh, they've got awesome sanders and abrasives, and they make abrasives for other types of sanders and all that kind of stuff too. Uh, you can use the code Maker Lounge, all one word, for 10% off your order at surfprepsanding.com. And then also this uh, podcast wouldn't be um, wouldn't be great without our patrons. And so we've got uh, a few different top tier patrons that I want to shout out. It's Jimmy McAnally. He's in Houston. Um, Matthew with Archiano Serio, Victor with Wim Design, Justin with Calvary Customs, and all of our other patrons. Uh, they uh, get exclusive content um, from time to time. We do an after show. I realize you've got You've got little ones coming over <laughs> here soon, so <laughs> uh, we won't be doing an after show today. Um, but yeah, so thank you to our, our patrons. Um, and we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Give Lindsay Creative a follow. Lindsay Murphy with Lindsay Creative. Thanks for being on the podcast. I enjoyed learning about all of this stuff, and I think I'm going to have to head over to a makerspace and try try it out myself. Well, I appreciate you having me and yeah. Absolutely. Okay.